0: Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, episode 49. I'm Michael John Simpson. This week, our intrepid imperator, Kitty Brown, is off for two weeks preparing for and attending Wasteland Weekend. September 18th through the 21st, I had the great pleasure of attending the fourth annual Los Angeles Podcast Festival, an amazing mixture of professional and independent podcasters from all over the world. It was so much fun, everyone was super nice and supportive. The L.A. PodFest gives us indies a chance to network with each other and rub elbows with our heroes in podcasting. In the coming weeks, we'll be releasing episodes with some of our heroes. This week's episode is a compilation with several of the indie casters I podcasted with over the weekend. Patrick Foss of Repeat All, Aaron Broadkin of What the Pod F Bang Bang, Will Runyon of Scrambled Brains and the upcoming Lake Knickknick, David Spencer of Thank You Internet, Emil Gratian and Morgan Pratt, Sean Merrick and Jen Stansfield of Worst Collection Ever, and Mark Hirshon of Succotash. Do your thing! Here's episode 49 of the Something Something Experience. Hi, right, what's your name?
1: Patrick. Patrick. Patrick Foss.
0: And tell me about your
1: podcast. Uh, it's called Repeat All. It's a music show. We listen to an album. I'm oh, sorry. No, that's Uh It's a music show. We uh, we pick an album, we listen to it heavily for a week, and then just sort of talk about how we feel about it. Cool, cool. What, what's
0: some of the uh, albums that you've done in the last recently, last few episodes.
1: Like, we, we try and cast a, like as wide a net as we mm-hmm. can. Like, my last episode, actually, uh, my co-host was out uh, doing other things. He had, like, a work conflict. So, But I had uh, David Reese as a guest, who I've been a huge fan of, and we talked about his favorite album, uh, which is Double Nickels on the Dime by the Minutemen. Cool, cool. And then, uh, let's see, before that, we did the band, their self-titled oh, yeah. album. Uh, that was one that I was waiting for. We schedule them out in advance to try and, like, get course, a lot of, of different Before that we did a J-pop album and then before that it was, um, what was it?
0: Uh, oh, Enya! Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. excellent, cool. So, how many, uh, how long have you been doing it? How many episodes? Uh, about six months. It just released episode thirty-two. You know, I'm finding this weekend, I'm meeting a lot of new podcasters. A lot of people that were just started a few months ago, or yeah. just started a few weeks ago, or, or only uh-huh. have a few in the can, and, and it's really cool. The other thing I'm noticing that's really awesome is is I was kind of expecting LA podcast to be a sausage fest. There's ah. a lot of women here. Yep. and it's so cool to see so many women like out in the world podcasting and doing. Their Thing it's yeah, so great. It's great, so great, so um, g- uh, give us your uh, information. Where can we find you? Where's your Where's your podcast? Uh, gonna... It's at repeatallpodcast.com and there's the
1: iTunes link there too, and um, and uh, and RSS feed stuff. And uh, yeah, all the episodes are pretty easy to see. You can kind of jump in oh, on any yeah. album that you're interested in or or like. Um, my personal favorites are uh, uh, Blizzard Beasts by Immortal. That was when my
0: co-host Jim introduced me to black metal. Nice. nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Immortal, the black Ben That's I. Is it I apostrophe Mortal or something? Or, or I don't I think so. Am? I think it's, okay, just, it's just Immortal.
1: immortal. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, Oh, the Last of Our Kind by the Darkness. Cool. Oh yeah, um, yeah, the Darkness. That yeah. We did that immediately after it came out because I've been a Darkness fan since the beginning. Cool. Very. And cool. I was so happy to see them
0: reunite. Cool. Cool. What's your favorite album of all time? Queen Two. Yeah. 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 Mine is uh, The Cure Disintegration. Oh really? It's the greatest it. album. You never heard it? No. Oh my God! It's it's the swan song of the Cure. It's it's their oh. best album ever. It's you've probably heard some of the songs off of it. It's you know, Fascination Street and Lullaby and and uh, um, uh, Love Song that was a real big hit for them. But yeah, and just beginning to end, it start. It opens with these like lonely kind of wind chimes, and it just goes into this <laughs> cacophonous crash, and then you know just all these different songs, and and then ends the whole sit, the whole B side is is just all this real somber, emotive, you know, melodic, deep, you know, rich. It, it's it's amazing. It's, it'll yeah. change your life. That's the cool. Cure disintegration, Elektra Records, nineteen eighty nine. It'll change your life. Cool. Well, hey, it was very good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Good to meet you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for introducing me to the podcast lab. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Thanks. Thanks.
0: So, what's your name? Hey, uh, my name is Aaron Brodkin. I'm the host of What the Pod F? Bing Bang. I'm in the L.A. Squarespace Pod Lab. And What's your name? Uh, my name's Michael Simpson. I'm the Something Something go. Experience Podcast, and uh, welcome to uh, Talking About L.A. Podcast. You can't remember the name of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he got me. He got me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay. It was funny because uh, the original co-creator of the show were like, "Well, what are we gonna call it?" And he goes, "Well, he listened to a lot of Joe Rogan, and I didn't lot know this, Joe right?" Rogan. And he said it should be called the Something Something Experience, yeah. and I was like, "Okay." Maybe. And then I went, home, and I went home, and I went home, and I talked to my son, and I go, "Yeah," he said, "This should oh, cool. be the Something Something Experience." And he goes, "You know, that's actually a good name." And I go, what? "You know, yeah, you're absolutely right," and it stuck. And then we were, I was able to condense it into Something too XP, you know, yeah. and then so the nerd thing like XP like experience points and then the number two you know like it's a um, uh, uh, something exponent something something two or like something something. something squared XP something two I like it there's a lot of of poster options right sure sure how old is your son Uh, he's 16 now 16 yeah and you're 26 (laughs) well thank you you certainly know how to flatter a fella (laughs) cool that's awesome Uh, okay you're interviewing me right right so tell us about your podcast and what, what it's about. I mean, I, basically, I discovered uh, I, I finally gave in about three years ago and bought a smartphone. Sure. And that's when the world of podcasts opened up, and sure. I, I didn't knew nothing about them, of course, because the idea of, like, recording something on your home computer, or, like, downloading it at home, syncing it to my iPod mm-hmm. from 2005, mm-hmm. and then bringing it into my car was a joke. But once you had the phone with the data service, sure. it, was a, fuck, it was a mind-blowing Thing, Twitter, but then to see all these comedians, like I li- used to, I listened to radio. I'm a radio junkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Howard Stern went off sure, the air, sure. and then Adam Carolla went off the air, and then um, so then I was listening to sports talk, and it was all about Dan Patrick and Jim Rome. And so uh, my favorite Jim Romes were when the Scarbro Brothers would guest host. Scarbro Brothers, yeah, yeah. On a, on a Friday, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a th- there's 200 episodes. 200 hours of Sklar Brothers? Like, I was so, it was so mind-blowing. Yeah. So I fell in love with podcasts, I discovered Mark Marin, I discovered all these new comedy people that I'd never sure, heard. Of. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it started with the Sklar Brothers, yeah, but yeah. then, and then my, so my podcast is talking about my favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm listening to that week. That's cool. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I started listening to Nerdist back in about 2011-ish, 2010, 2011 yeah and then kind of branched out from there and now i'm yeah. I, regularly and i've been a i've been a greg Proops fan for a long time i so love greg's smartest man in the world yeah i've been to, i've been to his uh live podcast at nerd meld several times i was just there on tuesday actually and i'm going to see him tomorrow here at the pod fest cool cool um, yeah he's a really nice guy and, and i met a lot of my heroes ego, it's a you know, Super yeah, Ego's I know. awesome I'm, so I'm familiar with Super huge, ego. <laughs> huge fan of superego um and I got to go see them do the Shun McGuppin band thing at at NerdMelt as well. So. so, Michael, I mean, we need to have this door. We should get the door open, then we got to be wrangling people in. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, the halls are pretty empty. I think people are, like, doing their shows, and yeah. when they're not doing their shows, they're up in their hotel. But at the right time, when the time is right, right we'll do right. that. I, I passed Doug Benson a business card earlier today, so maybe. We'll see. Let's get him. It, it'll help each other out. I get Doug Benson in here, then maybe you get sure. Warren Lapkus. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jackie Cation was in here talking to somebody earlier and i was going to grab her, but, uh, cool. yeah, she, she took off before I could talk to her. So. Okay. All right. Any, um, question number two. Um, so, uh, how long you been doing your thing? Three. So three years about, I mean, this is, I think this is the fourth year of the podcast festival. Awesome. So I came the second year, like I probably started my, started listening to podcasts and like within four months of talking to all my friends and, and, uh, and all of them being not knowing what the hell a podcast was and not interested in talking about podcasts, that's when I started my own podcast just to say, like, hey, this is the hippest, most relevant form of entertainment, you know, and just to talk about that. And so I kind of joke that it, I make my friends listen to an episode of Comedy Bang Bang right, right. and then talk about it with me just to just to have someone else who's – but now it's going more mainstream and I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. meeting other people are in there. Sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. There's actually a uh, documentary film coming out called "What's a Podcast," and they were trying to get Kelly Carlin I think, was involved, and a, there's a couple other people involved too. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I I keep trying. Little, I just started listening to Dana Gould Hour, and wow, that's amazing. Dana Gould hasn't awesome. that hard in a long time. Oh, really? So, yeah good stuff i've been a big fan of his for a long time i gotta check that out because it seems like these days every comedian has a podcast now so yeah somebody you like uh gilbert Gottfried just started one a couple months ago that's hilarious well the amazing colossal podcast has been out for years oh the gilbert Gottfried? yeah yeah that's why not it just started oh no no no. that's been out for a long time i just discovered it yeah yeah it's really good that's good too yeah todd glass i like his podcast cool cool Um, um Yeah, so uh, three years. uh, How how often do you come out? Not often. I mean, I think I'm on episode like 26. Okay. So uh, I'd say like, once every month and a half, maybe. You know, it comes in spurts. And so when the Podfest comes along,
2: that kind of gets me
0: back into lights of fire and creativity kind of thing. Right. 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 Yeah, I just wanted to kind of start talking to people about their passions and stuff, and it's just kind of blossomed into this thing. And you know, we've gotten about over all the episodes. We've gotten about eighteen hundred listens, you know, which is yeah, you know, it's nice. not yeah. too bad, but yeah. not per episode, of oh, course, right, but right. You know, overall. And we've got a really good international audience. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, and it tells you all cool. the stats. Of oh, where, I love where, yeah, I'm where, on where, SoundCloud where, too. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. It so. tells you the cities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I'm like a little confused with the RSS stats. Right. Yeah. It's the, you have to kind of combine those in your head. It Do used you used to be? Them? It used to be combined, um, and now you got them kind of okay yeah. cool that clears that up I know I love seeing like oh you had three plays in Africa yeah and you're like yeah. what yeah yeah. Sierra Leone I think is That's one of awesome. ours yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy and oh you, you're Talk to people about the creative process. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I've started branching into comedians recently, too. Um, we just had uh, Ron Swallow, who yeah. does the open mics where I do comedy on Wednesdays. Cool. Uh, he, he's the host of that, and we had him on, and I've got another comedian coming on next week, Shannon awesome. Porter. So yeah. Fun. Comedians, comedy is also what brought me. Yeah, that's a, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big comedy nerd from when I was a little kid. I, sure. I had whole Steve Martin and Bill Cosby uh, albums cool. memorized and stuff. So okay, you're as a little a kid, older than you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get that you, a lot. Where are you from? Uh, I'm actually originally from back east. Um, uh, we call it out east here. Yeah. I grew up in Colorado, but I've been in L.A. since 97. Cool. Oh, a long time. You've been in L.A. Long time. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do when you're not podcasting? Look for a job. <laughs> no, I've been—I have been a reality TV producer. Oh, okay. For the past ten years at a company. Anything we know? <clears throat> they do Wipeout. They did Deal uh-huh. or No Deal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, a lot of—they do a lot of shows. Okay, cool. It was a great job. Yeah. I have a friend who was doing uh, doing uh, talent scouting for reality TV as well, yeah. Lenore and Claire, and she was doing yeah. stuff for a whole bunch of different it's shows. Like, industry, you know, I moved out here to work in essentially scripted comedy, but that's where the opportunity was. Right, right. Well, now scripted comedy actually kind of come back. Well, stri- scripted drama is really big right now. Scripted comedy, not so much. Uh, yeah, um, I think this Netflix thing is turning everything on its head. Yeah, yeah. But definitely over the last decade, it's been the age of reality uh, stars. Yeah. 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 But now scripted drama is making a big comeback, and now okay. it's like Hollywood is just big, you know, explosion kind of movies. Yeah. And the real good, scripted, well-crafted three-dimensional dramas, that's all on TV now. On TV, I agree. agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. Cool. So, tell us where to find you online and... Oh, yeah. uh, Absolutely. If you, um... Yeah. YouTube.com slash Aaron Brodkin, all one word. A-A-R-O-N-B-R-O-D-K-I-N And then type me, type Aaron Brodkin into iTunes store to get my podcast What the pod F-Bang-Bang. What the pod F-Bang-Bang is the name of the podcast. Yeah. And we talk about WTF with Mark Marin. I used to talk about the Paul- pod F Tom. He's with Super Ego now, now he's, and he's doing other stuff now too. Spontaneous Nation, yep, yep. And, and they're going to see be that tomorrow. tomorrow night. You're yep. going to go see that, yeah. Yep, right after Super Ego. <laughs> Wait, isn't it tonight? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's tonight after Mark Maron it's, Mark Maron. it's Mark and then Spontaneous yeah. and then the, the uh, there's a uh, stand up block after that. Oh cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a lineup. i probably going right, yeah. to get Yeah. get A lot. Tomorrow of is Super Ego, and then there's a a big party after that so yeah um so yeah that's where you can find me cool excellent cool well thanks for your time and uh uh have a good podcast thank you you too I'll speak up. All right. right, Hi. Tell me about yourself.
3: All right. uh, My name's Will Runyon. I uh, do a couple of podcasts. I'm from Missouri. Cool. Uh, Not a lot of podcasting going on out there, as far as I'm aware, Uh, especially where I live. I'm from a rural area, the Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, kind of south-central part of the state. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so I've been doing uh, Scrambled Brains for um, about almost two and a half years. Cool. Uh, and it's kind of a, just a nerd culture. We, awesome. You know, review and preview and, you know, gossip about movies and cool. TV. And
0: Is it more of a structured type thing where, like, segments and...
3: It Well, it, it varies. Uh, when I when I originally started it, it was just me and this other guy, and we would not plan anything. I just liked the banter, you know. Oh, sure, sure. I, I wanted it to be... Just yeah, just open
0: conversational, conversation. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's then kind of he, what ours is. Yeah,
3: and then another guy came in who was a friend of the other co-host, mm-hmm. uh, and he was just came in as a guest originally, right? Uh, and he but he brought a list of topics, and uh, and then he became like a third co-host, and so that's it's become more structured. But every once in a while, uh, well, like he stopped bringing a list and started just bringing a tablet. But uh, sometimes he batteries dead. I don't know. Lately, it seems like we've yeah. been doing a lot less structured shows, yeah, yeah. which I prefer.
0: You prefer the structured ones or the non-structured less, ones? Less, structure. less yeah, structured. I think yeah, those yeah. are more fun.
3: Yeah, uh, but they both don't agree with me. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, and then this, the new one uh, that uh, right, exactly. Uh, cool. we
0: very Minnesota, very or very, uh, mi- you know, Missouri, very, yes. you know, New Midwest. Uh, right. You know, sounds like a sounds like a summer camp or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that is—it's basically what we did. Um, this is a, a different collaborator on this one, uh, and it's scripted. It's, ah, okay. Uh, it's going to be a serial, uh, probably just monthly. Okay. Uh, and it's loosely based on the Lake of the Ozarks area. Cool. Uh, we just kind of took some of the um, stranger. Geo, geological features and, and stories and embellished them or stranger more, more notable the things that make the area unique and interesting I'm sure, I'm sure. and then we kind of like put sort of a some of it's kind of paranormal uh it's all heightened you know uh but like you know we influences like uh I, I like to compare it to like twin peaks or uh yeah yeah you know yeah, you know, and definitely, you know, we're big, you know, Night Vale fans. Right, and, sure, and, uh, sure. Is it more? Is it out.
0: a like a single announcer type format, or is it multiple characters multiple and characters. More, multiple voice actor kind of? Okay, right, cool. and, yeah. and
3: yeah, and we had actually the pretty pretty large cast. I think we had seventeen people in the cast in this pilot,
0: because so the, the so the paranormal aspect is it more like like you said? Is it more like Twin Peaks, or is it more like a um, like Black Tapes podcast, or one of those where it's like more. Kind of supernatural, or or is it more like just kind of odd X Filesy kind of stuff? Yeah, more X Filesy. Okay, cool. And actually,
3: one thing that we uh, we really we're trying to kind of uh, feed it out a little bit. We're trying to establish the world, mm-hmm. and it's very grounded. Sure. And then, like weird things happen. Turn it on its ear. Yeah, that are unexplained. Like mm-hmm. we don't show the paranormal stuff happening. Right. Like strange things happen, and then people kind of come up. You know, people have theories. Oh sure. sure. But. I don't know, and you know, like like I said, we just started. This is our first episode, um, and we're still kind of figuring out the world, you know. Cool. But uh, you know, also uh, my collaborator, he's really into like Greek mythology. Oh, so we're, cool! Kind of, we have sort of like some like long arcs nice, uh, nice. you know, are similar structure, you know, to like transformations occur, and and uh, and it's like the the gods are playing with. With the people, but, oh, yeah, but yeah. you don't actually see the gods in yeah. this show. Think,
0: as private parts point. to the gods are we, where they play with us for their sport? Nice. <laughs> to quote Blackadder. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so this comes out in uh, November. It says from your right. your lovely yeah. info here. Yeah, but it, there um,
3: is it is available. Like as we're, I'm calling it, a, a exclusive uh, sneak preview for uh, any uh, podcast Yeah. So, it, so I mean, and, if you want, I
0: can like you know not share this since other, for people who weren't here. That's and, just marketing. Oh, okay. I
3: want everybody to oh, check it out.
0: <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'll put up links to this definitely on the uh, on the blog post for this uh, kind of uh, combo episode that I'm doing for the whole weekend. Okay, so, sweet. But uh, yeah, cool. And uh, one more time, plug your stuff. Tell us where to find you.
3: Okay. Uh, well, um, so you can go to scrambledbrains. dot or wait, scrambledbrainscast. dot uh, and uh, you know, subscribe on iTunes, all that sort of thing. Cool. Twitter, Facebook. Uh, then lakeknickknick.com uh, is uh, where you can find information on the other thing. Uh, that site's pretty bare right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still being developed. Cool. Uh, Lakeknick, uh, at Lakeknick on Twitter, is probably a good way to keep an eye on things and know when the, the next episodes are going to be coming out. That's, cool. Uh, uh, Knick is it. K-I-N-N-I-K.
0: Okay. And one more time, your name for folks? Uh,
3: my name's Will Runyon.
0: Will Runyon. Will, it's really good to meet you. Great talking yeah. to you. Thanks, good and you. Uh, have a good podcast fest. Thank you. Thanks. This is called Boss Jock Studio. It's a ten dollar app for the for I, iOS, and it basically is it's an actual podcasting. You can actually put uh, sound sound uh, you know like these like little cart spaces for oh, nice. doing sounds and stuff. Oh, like, I don't do any of that. I basically just record and that's and, then, awesome. and then you it exports into iTunes or other oh, other that's things. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, we
4: do all our stuff
0: just clear a computer. So cool, like, I cool. see all
4: these different apps and I'm like, oh, I want they have fancy cool technology. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have this old <laughs> iPad too from. In like 2006, and I went and bought the the uh, I went and bought the snowball and got the adapter, the USB adapter for it, and boom, we're off and running. <coughs> so my whole setup was like 80 bucks. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, cool. it's okay. Oh. <coughs> nerd's, cho- welcome to Nerds choking on Nerds. <laughs> I'm your host, Gerd Blanston. Um Hey, so uh, tell us your name and uh, name your podcast. All
4: What's right, on? I'm David Spencer, and I co-host Thank You Internet with my friend Michael Hunter, who's unfortunately, not here today, but um, we uh, interview different internet content creators, a lot of YouTubers, webcomic artists, uh, basically giving them a platform to kind of shine for, you know, they've done a ton of work for their stuff, and it's like, for me, I'm such a huge fan of them, as much as I'd be a fan of any TV show or movie, and it's like, why don't these guys get the big interviews? Why aren't these guys... And so, you know what? I'm giving them a platform to do that, and it's been really cool, like, um, um, yeah, so, we just, we recently interviewed Jason Steele, um, we interviewed Don Ferrer, creator created the Laser Collection, which is a big viral thing in the early days of YouTube. Um, we just did an interview recently, um, that'll be released soon, that, from a web comic called and Royce that I'm a huge fan of. Cool, cool. And, um, and it was amazing, because I'm like, I've been reading these guys since high school, I'm just a fan of what they do. Sure. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, we've only ever done one interview before. Yeah. I'm like, how is that possible? You guys create such awesome content How is it possible that was impossible like nobody's ever interviewed
0: you yeah yeah yeah. and do,
4: so giving doing that like giving people a platform to to shine as a as a con, as an artist which has been really
0: content cool content maker yeah 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 we uh, content creators we, um, we we talk to a lot of people on our on uh, something to XP about uh, we have a lot of friends in the business we have friends who are graphic designers for movies we have friends who are like do costumes for cosplay conventions Oh, I mean awesome. you know, everything in between. And awesome. I, I have a friend we interviewed one, uh, Sue Johnson, she's a college professor who uses comic books to teach remedial English in college. Oh, that's awesome. So that's a total creative thing. Yeah. You know, taking science fiction and nerd culture and turning it into educational stuff. That's you know, so awesome. any, any kind of creative passion that people have, yeah. that's what we want to talk to people well, about. Well and
4: like for me, the thing that like got me to want to make this podcast. So I'm a huge, huge fan of the web series Red versus Blue. Like oh, that's yeah. just one of my all time favorite things one of their one of their main creators on there a guy named Monium who did a lot of animation in some of their later seasons who I think is just one of the most talented animators like ever just the stuff he makes is so dynamic so interesting he's created some of the most incredible fight scenes that I just of anything that I've ever seen in cool. the film And last winter, he unfortunately passed away due to some, like, surgery complications. And I was like, nobody is going to know about this guy's work. This, like, he's, he, like, no, the world doesn't realize, like, that they just lost a great artist because his platform was something that still doesn't get as much attention. Even though, like, they've been doing this show for how many years? They have a company of 60 employees. They have a big fan base. But it's, like, it's a shame. To me, that he his name isn't going to end up in like the Hollywood Hall of Fame, right, of, like right, right. the most
0: like people you're who, never going to see him in, in, in memoriam at the end of the Oscars. Exactly, he's exactly, content, great, exactly.
4: Great. And so I'm like, you know, I want to be able to to celebrate these people because I, I remember reading um, uh, an article when uh, Robin Williams passed away yeah, yeah. about um, talking about like people always say nice things when it's too late, type of thing. Sure, and sure. it's like somebody you look up to, somebody that is your hero. Let them know, right. and you, because you don't want them, because to of ever
0: them. go without thinking that yeah, exactly
4: right, without right. ever thinking. And so this is again just a chance to be like right. And it's really interesting because we're walking this weird balance of. Of because you, you know when you're interviewing people you don't want to seem too much of a fanboy you don't want to seem like you're sure you, you want to be professional and stuff but for our show it's really fun because we do have those opportunities to be a fanboy because right. it's something that these guys want to hear right. and it's and they're it's, not
0: tired of it yet they're not exactly. yeah, right, right that's exactly. the thing I like about podcasting is is it provides a platform for all levels of entertainment all levels of content create all levels of creativity yes. from the famous to the, to the you know the complete unknown. Absolutely, and, and it gives a platform to those people. Give the internet, I think, is a is a really great thing for, for letting the everyman be heard, be seen.
4: Absolutely, and that's I mean that's what we want to do is celebrate the, the fact that um, I mean our show is called Thank You Internet. We, <laughs> yeah. we, that's what we're doing is we're thanking the internet that's for awesome. giving this platform awesome. to anybody cool. to all these people who are really creative, really interesting, and wouldn't have a voice otherwise and it's like um, the internet has already given them a, a platform to put that out there and we're just trying to be an extension of that to cool. be to be cool. you know internet historians or whatever cool. Cool. Um, yeah it's really fun
0: it's cool really awesome. well uh, plug your shit tell us where to find you and tell where people thank you internet you.
4: pipe dream podcast dot com is our website um, our show is called thank you internet you can find it on iTunes and you can find all the other stuff there cool. Cool. and uh, whatever kind of internet content you're into if you're you're into YouTubers, we have those. You're into podcasters, we have them. We, we've we got webcomic artists we talk to. All kinds of different... I mean, we just talk to... Um, uh, a film critic for joe blow.com nice. talking about the world of like how online film journalism has changed and like the the world of online journalism and it's been was a really interesting conversation. So in this day and age, there's probably something internet related that you're into, and we've either talked to them or we're going to talk to them. Cool.
0: So that's very cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. You're yeah. doing good work, man. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for being Thank on you. and uh, have a good podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, I'll put up the link on the uh, on the blog. Awesome. Cool. 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 As yes, we're here in the very noisy uh, uh, podcasting lab at the L.A. PodFest, uh, go ahead and tell your names and uh, talk about your project.
5: Well, my name is Abel Gretchen.
2: I'm Morgan Pratt.
0: Cool. And tell us about your project that you're working on.
5: So we
2: have three episodes
5: so far unreleased uh, of a podcast where uh, the inspiration for it is I don't watch a whole lot of TV, and then Morgan and our friend Nicole always seem super disappointed that I don't watch as much TV as they do. Yeah, exactly. We uh, so we suggest shows for each other to watch, and then we discuss them. Usually after we've drank a whole like a whole lot. I don't consider myself a professional alcoholic, only a journeyman, because I've I've never taken a baby to a bar, and I can I can barely keep up with restaurant restaurant industry people. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's challenging.
2: I think we're professionals.
0: Yeah, they've been in it a, a lot longer than I. Have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have taken a baby to a bar?
2: I mean, like a food baby. <laughs>
0: after meal yeah area, lots yeah. of those I but no actual there. babies I avoid
2: those at all costs I so definitely no if
0: I had a nickel maybe I wouldn't waste so much um, <laughs> so, um, alright so, so go ahead and talk about the project yeah. so well, the, the show we try
2: and
5: rotate of the three of us someone loves the show someone hates it someone's being introduced to it so as a person who's introduced to it is talking about it and seeing like in this first episode they set up like these plot lines or maybe the show develops this way we can talk about it as okay you're like you're right on about this or sometimes we notice things that they introduce in a first episode or a pilot that just completely get dropped from the, the entire series cool cool alright so what what kind of shows have you done so far so we've done uh, Vampire Diaries oh, <laughs> <so that's> <laughs> <a> <laughs> that,
2: yeah. that one. Sidetracked for about 30 minutes. Um, Here's the thing: we drink a lot while we're doing it, and me and my friend tend to digress. So maybe we wanted Abel to choose one of the brothers in Vampire Diaries to become sexually active with, and he wouldn't pick. So we spent 30 minutes trying to very aggressively and uh,
5: make me choose,
2: (laughs) colorfully uh, make him choose, and we didn't.
5: It's I eventually did. Yeah. All right. And how do you feel about <laughs> the choice now? I think feels. Oh, good it's fine. It's yeah,
0: just yeah.
5: it's something that because when I watched the show, I didn't process them in a certain way. Like I had used the the word uh, sexy vampires a
0: lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so
5: they understood it as I was attracted to them and somehow, but I, I used it as like a trope from like Twilight sure. and that we've kind of sure. re uh, reimagined these these like horror movie and like fantasy creatures as. Just mysterious and sexy creatures.
0: If you want sexy vampires, I recommend The Hunger, 1982, Tony Scott. Okay. That's a good, oh,
5: good David Bowie that. and Susan Sarandon. Oh, can,
0: uh, Bauhaus opens the movie <laughs> yeah. in a club playing Bella Lugosi's Dead. You, like, you can't get much more sexy vampire uh, than that. Uh, um,
5: I'm, I'm personally waiting for sexy mummies. Oh, okay. I All think right. that'll
0: be a great way. Maybe maybe be like a dermatologist's wet dream or something, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plastic Yeah.
2: We I also did we also did Doctor Who so yeah. far, oh, which yeah. is I am a huge fan of that. I'm my a friend
0: very big fan of Doctor Who my friend
2: hated it because she only watched the uh, the mannequin episode and I tried to explain.
0: She only watched Rose.
2: She watched but the one episode and I was like, Nope. And so I was like, watch Blink. If you yeah. don't like it, Yeah, Blink so is, the, Blink is the,
0: the, the the layman entry to Doctor Who. Um I Either that or I would submit uh, City of Death from 1978. That's that's a really good one, too.
2: I've seen... I've gone back and watched a fair amount of the old ones, but not all of them yet. Yeah, but, yeah, I've
0: got all 50 years on the computer at that's home. That's awesome. So <laughs> Even the
2: completed ones that you can't get?
0: Yep. Really? Even the ones... Well, the, the ones that are missing are missing, but the ones that they've reconstructed I have, and then some of these new ones that they've gone and animated, I've got that, too. Wow.
2: Uh, I um, met a guy that... I don't know where. He said that his grandfather had been taping them since the beginning and has every single episode.
0: He should talk to the BBC. I,
2: he said he's tried to contact them and I was like, and? and, and, what? and yeah,
0: what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's hot commodities right there. So, yeah, yeah I've been watching Doctor Who since 77.
2: That's amazing. So, I'm older than I am. Old school. So, yeah. Well, I'm not quite that old school, but I I developed a passion for it rather quickly. And yeah, it I've is, been a, a fan it is of really good stuff. stuff.
0: Are you excited for... for it's tonight. Tonight? Yep. I know, I'm going to yeah. be here. It's, so, I know.
2: It's recording on my DVR, on my yeah. but yes, I will be going home tomorrow, and I watching it. I come TV.
0: back here tomorrow, yeah. so yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah cool. and so, and he, so, well, see,
5: I, I don't really like Doctor Who. You don't. I've watched uh, the first Matt Smith season, and I tried to go back to David Tennant's season and his first one, and it made me realize why I don't like it, that a lot of the episodes are just, here's this great setting, let's introduce all these cool things, and then at the end of the episode, it's 11 hours up, we've got to go. Like let's never talk about it again. Yeah, it's, it's, A little bit. Like, it's well, that kind just, of episodic TV. I mean, especially for
0: sci-fi stuff, when you're traveling to different planets, Star Trek was that way. Uh, you know, they, they would go and they rarely look back on things that happened in the past. But even the
5: uh, the 50th anniversary episode ended that way, where they resolved this huge storyline for the Doctor, and then at the and end they're, they're just so like, well, and then memory. let's just all forget about it. Yeah, yeah. And then they shrug, and now the
0: Doctor's old man. So.
2: I think they go back quite. A bit, though, and bring
0: it, it, up it, old Well, stuff. certainly certainly when talking about uh, recurring villains. Yeah, like villains, that, and sure.
2: plot points, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more so, so than if you... is rather self-referential. I think if you don't watch, I mean, I hate to say all of it, because, of course, if you watch all of it, you'll know more things, but if you only pick and choose and watch a little bit, you're not going to get, the, if you start at Matt Smith, you're not going to get the whole... Early
0: well, it's like the Christmas episode a couple of years back. But there's some of us who already knew what the Great Intelligence was. We right. remember seeing them fighting the Abominable Snowman in the London Underground. Right. So you know, I mean, there's things like that that you know. If
2: you didn't and, see it, you and wouldn't then get that. Right the,
0: you know, the the, the, the Ice Warrior episode in the submarine. It's like I knew that was an Ice Warrior. So, um, but uh, I really like the choice of Missy. But going back to your point of not liking Doctor Who. Now, I'm, I'm one of those nerds who a long time ago learned to kind of let go of the thing of No, you must like. My yeah. So I definitely understand it's for everybody. And I think Doctor Who if it's not one of those shows that immediately kind of grabs you and throws you across the room, which it does for some people for other people they, they, without the context of the classic series the new series doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense and I get that, I definitely get that and especially um, during, I think during the, uh, the Eccleston and Tenet years the, the showrunner was a better storyteller than the current showrunner is and uh so I think some of those episodes are easier to swallow than some of the newer ones. But for me, having Pauly as Doctor Who is just a stroke of genius. That was the, my number one choice for new Doctor so.
5: like I enjoy a lot of the story elements I enjoy I'd say reading about it more than actually watching it yeah. and there's a lot of multi-part episodes I think are fantastic like uh, pretty there's pretty pretty a, cool. a, a two-part David Tennant one where they're in the library
0: yes oh, that's, library, great. Yeah. Of the dead. Yeah, that's great that's, that stuff that that's fantastic. the introduction to River yeah. Song and wow that's some good yeah. stuff yeah the, and the, uh, the Vashti Narada yeah, yeah. hey, hey to turn, yeah. turn off lights yeah. um, is scary see, yeah very scary very scary I think what I'll
5: probably do is wait until maybe look it up myself, but find the episodes that that all reference like a central theme and have kind of the continuation sure, sure, sure. of certain characters,
0: uh, and there's, just watch them in order. There's a list that just came out this week of, of all of the, and of course it's subjective because it's written by a person yeah. or a team of people. All the all 50 years of Doctor Who episodes placed in order from best to worst. Okay, and yeah. so. And I think the top. I agree with most of the top 20 best choices in the list. Um, I believe that there's a few that should be elevated more in, toward that category. Um, but it gives a little paragraph of every episode. So you can go ahead and kind of go through and read, and, and that's a the way to go through and, and pick. You know, you're seeing recommendations for best episodes, it's a good way to go back and look, too. So, uh, the list, I think, showed up on Gizmodo and IO9 and a few other. Do you
2: remember the first one?
0: The very first one that they picked was... Yes, it was the caves of Androzani, which was the final Fifth Doctor episode. Okay. The episode in which the Fifth Doctor regenerated into the Sixth Doctor, and it it, it truly is. I'm a big fan of the Fifth Doctor because he was my he was the first Your new first Doctor, first Doctor for me. Because when I was a kid, they were rerunning the the, the Fourth Doctor over and over and over. Right. And over. It was the Doctor for seven years, <laughs> and then the Fifth Doctor came around. It was all new, new logo, new inside of the TARDIS. I mean, all this new stuff that we'd never seen before and so that's uh, my 13 year old 11, 12, 13 year old brain really re- really resonated with that um, and yeah The Caves of Andrasani is one of the best episodes and the number three pick was the one I mentioned City of Death that was that episode was written by Douglas Adams it's some of the best fourth doctor stuff all in one episode some of his best lines some of his best uh, you know and the acting it all takes place in Paris it's shot on location um one little thing I don't like about that episode there's this recurring theme song uh, theme tune throughout the thing and it repeats over and, over and over and there's a lot of shots of them just running around on the street on the on the sidewalks in Paris and so I, I figured they just had to kind of get their money's worth of traveling but it, it makes it makes it slows the episode down but there's so much darkness, Adam's gems in there that it's just it's,
2: huh. it's amazing I haven't seen that one I will have to City
0: of Death it's, I'm sure it's, it's on Netflix absolutely League. Yeah, that is one of the ones that's on Netflix. Too. I, I'll check that out. Hulu has a lot too.
2: I think I stopped when I went back to the beginning, I stopped mid Tom Baker and then I got distracted onto something else. Yeah, so I not yeah.
0: Well, there's so much more out there than is available on Netflix. You know, I know. And, but some of the ones that they picked, I'm like, really? And some of the ones I picked, I'm like, yeah, right on. And I think City of Death is one of those. So.
2: Okay. So I will definitely
0: have to check well, that out. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this off.
2: Oh, no. I-, I can talk like, about this all day. Like, oh, yeah,
5: my, my next question was. Uh, do you listen to the radio dramas? Because I, I, so my, my interest in, in podcasts is I spend eight hours at work looking at uh, monitors and doing random stuff yeah, and like Dreamweaver, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, database
0: management and so on. So I just pick shows and I've run out of shows to listen to. And uh, the radio the radio dramas are excellent. They have all the they have the original actors back. A lot of the original actors, the original companion actors, back to do the radio dramas, and they all have sound effects and music. You know, literally. BBC radio dramas. And I've never know, heard of. It's it's a, it's a thing. I mean, they, they, they've had a, a long-standing tradition of doing radio plays in, in, in England, going all the way back to the 20s and 30s. And so, I mean, very much along the lines of, like, uh, War of the Worlds, you know, versus uh, 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 Wells and, you know, in America they continue that and still do that in England a lot and the Doctor Who radio dramas are all really good. They're very good. Some of them are, especially Doctor, the the sixth Doctor, Colin Baker, who didn't get much of a chance because he was the shortest Doctor ever other than episode. He was the shortest Doctor ever. Didn't get really a chance to flourish much and the eighth Doctor who's only in one episode, one one TV movie, he's done a whole bunch too so you get more of an insight into what they would do with the the character and it's really great. Yeah. great because the way that they, the, the Sixth Doctor was written on the TV show is very grouchy, very grumpy, way more so even than the first Doctor, and really kind of nasty as his companion. And eventually mellows, but really in in the radio dramas he becomes a lot of people's favorite Doctor.
2: Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have
2: a favorite?
0: My favorite Doctor? Um, It's a toss-up between Five and um, I like Four a lot. Uh, I really like Capaldi. Yeah? I, I, I even though writing-wise, they haven't necessarily knocked. A, I, I thought "Listen" was outstanding. It was just one, that to me, that was the best new new Doctor Who episode since Blake. It was just outstanding, knocked it out of the park. And then, um, but Capaldi as an actor and, and having a more avuncular figure for the Doctor—that's much more my wheelhouse. Because in the classic series, um, you know, young, sexy Doctor was cool. David Tennant, obviously. Obviously, Shakespeare, you know, a Royal Shakespeare, royal Shakespeare Company's Hamlet—you can't get much better actor than that. Um, and having him play the Doctor, and then also having Jer- Derek Jacoby as the Master, and uh, you know, um, uh, Ian McKellen doing the voice of the intelligence—and you know, you've had some really knock it out of the park acting on there too. But yeah, Capaldi is, is outstanding as the Doctor, and I, he's probably in my top three. I think I've really enjoyed.
5: The episodes I've seen of him, I haven't watched uh, his season fully yeah. through yet. Season eight, yeah. yeah. I so do good. enjoy what I've seen. Yeah. He
2: has one of my favorite lines, which I talked about in our podcast too. Actually, I would say arguably my favorite line is Doctor Who, which is when I don't know the episode. Episode when, when Claire's when Claire is like holding the keys over and she drops them, yes. yes, and she then me. he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna help you now," and she's like, "What? What do you mean you're gonna help me?" And he's like, "Do you think I care for you so little that just because you betray me, like I don't, you know?" So won't help you or something and you're just like oh crap like yeah. this is this is the heart of who he yeah. is it's yeah. just so yeah. that hit me really hard great, great line I like,
0: I like the, the, the the fact that the 12 doctors is really kind of trying to rediscover who he is that opening line in that first episode am I, or that second episode am I a good man am I a good right. person I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so confused of all the things the 12 1300 years the doctor's been in 2000 years he's been alive all the things he's had to do all the horrible things he's had to do and all the people he's seen die and saving the universe over and over and over again, you know, like a lonely god kind of character, and and it's just so compelling and, and, and the way the kind of the questions that they brought up. So many of the questions during the Matt Smith there they, they didn't get an answer you know, Doctor Who? Well what you know, I mean that never went anywhere. Trends lore, Nope, didn't happen, you know, and but now listen it was just so you know, even the doctor is a child heard voices and was scared of what was under the bed. And if he's scared, you know, holy crap, you know yeah. what, what what do we have to be scared about, you know? I mean, wow.
2: Great episode, yeah. for sure. So, uh, um,
0: so name name another show you guys have done. <laughs>
2: We're only 3D, yeah. so oh oh wait, actually well, yeah, four shows we I was talked gonna about, say in the first one, which
5: my uh, I, I really like Danger 5 a lot. Okay, okay it's uh, not familiar. Yeah it's a, a parody of like like the men's adventure genre sure, it's like uh sure. it's about five secret agents tasked in killing hitler oh, wow. and they have to kill him in every episode but they never succeed
2: it looks uh, like it shot in the 70s yeah so the, awesome.
5: so the interesting comparison we had was that vampire diaries has one star on netflix and danger five has a star and a half
2: which was able yeah
5: which i i rated it five stars someone else rated it one i think enough people rated it
0: one that it got brought down that sounds awesome yeah it's
5: it's a fun show.
0: I love old hits. bad TV. I really do. I mean I grew up I grew up in the 70s. And, yeah. Then
2: you'll love it. We both hated
0: it. <laughs> I, I grew up in the 70s and I really love I really love old bad TV. I watched a lot of stuff. Have you guys ever watched The Prisoner? Yeah. I love The Prisoner. I
2: have not. 60s
0: spy sci- spy fi drama. Um, really great. Really great agent gets pissed off, decides to retire, so they throw him on an island that he can't escape from, that has a village where everybody seems to be an ex-spy who had the same thing happen to them, and they're trying to get the information from him of why he resigned. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, everything, that's the whole show. and everything's psychedelic and weird and crazy super quirky. And shooting him up with drugs and trying to, you know, control his brain and stuff, and it's just amazing. So,
5: escape orbs
0: and things? Yes, yes, and
5: yes.
2: Like, I see that in our near future. Yeah. Possibly. Well, I think,
0: well, none of us have seen it watch the remake, watch the original. Even though he's in the remake, don't no, watch it, watch the original. It'll give you a new appreciation for Penny Farthing Bicycle. <laughs> I saw a uh...
5: So I live in, I'm from the city of Orange. We have a little, uh, like, uh, historic district. Sure. And that's where all of our bars are. Yeah. And I was walking to, uh, I will get lunch or something. Uh-huh. And I saw a really thug ass Mexican dude, like, wide feeder, big baggy jeans. He was riding a penny farthing. Oh, so and cool.
0: Is he wearing a roller hat? No. Wow.
5: Yeah, just like skinhead. Wow. Like, yeah. Cool.
0: Hey, why not, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Would probably have pulled a slip plate on me.
0: Interesting choice uh, of bikes. They actually put motors on some of those back really? in the in the twenties. Yeah, they would put like a little tiny, like a little lawnmower engine type thing on a. The grandfather to the motorcycle kind of thing. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, plug your stuff. Let us know uh, where your stuff is. Where can oh, people find you?
5: I just signed up for Instagram. I'm okay. E, e dot Griefen.
0: Grecian. Okay. E dot uh,
2: I'm Morgan underscore J seven. Okay. We don't have a.
5: Yeah, at, at the moment, it's still unreleased. We'll probably. Yeah, if you follow our Instagrams, we'll put
2: it on there already we're yeah. ready. We're trying to get a solid five before we start releasing them. Yeah. Okay. Are we telling people what it is?
5: Oh uh, yeah. Well, the show. The name we came up with is Twenty Five TV Drive. Twenty
2: Five
0: uh, TV Drive. Yeah. Okay. Like an address. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's fun. That's
2: so fun. once we get it bit more runny, which should be in a month or so, I don't know. Yeah. Well,
0: it's I'll kind put, of still I'll put new. a link in the blog post when I do this compilation <laughs> episode. I'll put I'll put your information up in the in the blog post, and oh, okay. when you guys release, I'll I'll post put up there. a post for that too. So cool. Wow. No, awesome. Great. Cool. Well, have a good weekend. Thanks, Thanks for you. being on the being on the podcast. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah. please be kind. Yeah. Hey, I'm sitting down in the uh, LA Podfest uh, podcasting lab with Sean and Jen from Worst Collection Ever. Howdy, man! Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, this how you are really you? Good on in here? Oh yeah, we got to get close. That's yeah, all, that's how
6: these things work. You <laughs> got to get close. <laughs> to, you got you got to like yell,
0: eat your face up in it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's day class day to tell someone to talk into the microphone. But anyway, uh, so uh, tell us about your podcast.
6: Our podcast is basically so we we have a uh, me and John and I have. a uh, affinity for cheap comics. So comics. Living at, yeah well but but mostly because they're cheap and we're just like yeah well, sometimes we just kind of get like you know like a dollar get a, like 50, 50 cents like, so we just kind of have like a boxes like in a, the a, back of the comic yeah, store yeah. that the, are like covered the, in dust the old boxes you got to rifle yeah. for. Yeah, where we they're oh, yellowing oh yeah, oh, yeah I no, if I see, I could spot if I spot the yellow I know that's, that's where it, I got to be that's we're going that's my joint we got we got to be there so we'll buy that and we'll just at one point we're like Holy shit! We got like a lot of boxes of comics, and none of these are worth any, worth anything. we I mean,
7: too much money on bullshit.
6: Too much money, adult people, adult adults, adults. Yep. grown adults, spending all this money on these podcast, on this on these comic books, and we were like, well, let's. You know, do something with it. And I guess one of the best things about having a you know doing a podcast is being like, well, what do I have that I know a lot about, or if I have a lot of, or something I can use to just make myself, you know, make it make you know, I'm using a resource. I have a resource or something that I can push, and that was the comic books, and we both love. You know, watching. You know, we're 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 fans. She's a big Batman fan. I'm a big I'm a big random fan of like a lot of. Random Marvel DC, char- DC characters, yeah. like, characters um, basically
7: like nobody cares about. He
6: like cares the, about.
0: Question and the question,
6: oh yeah, he wants the question, yeah, yeah the yeah. question. Uh, we're talking <laughs> Red Tornado, uh, you know, Red, exactly. Uh, Eclipso, you know, Marvel. You got. Uh, I'm a big Qu- Quasar fan. Quasar, Quasar. Uh, Wonder, a, Man? A, Wonder Man. Wonder Wonderman is my jam. So yeah, so and but I mean, they all have like There's random issues of concrete. comics was laying around. So I'm like, all right, you know, let's do this. So I kind of go my way to collect them, and you know, Jen's got her thing.
7: The other thing that's great about them is a lot of times because they're the old ones. Mm-hmm. So you're reading ones from like late 70s, early 80s. Oh, yeah, and the yeah, 90s, yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff is going on. It's right. like, what is outer space happening? things? It was, weird. Well, the night outer space it's just, just, like, so, just like crazy. Which, which makes it more fun, of course, to like riff on it. Just like different
0: societal things too uh, that new. wanted to know what the hell Dick Sprang was on. We
7: <laughs> were all on something. <laughs> it was like, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah,
0: were, yeah, yeah. Jim
6: Starlin, let me tell you, yeah, that guy yeah, did yeah, his share. Yeah of PCP, something
0: in series of that so oh, cool. uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, uh, assuming that you two are a couple
7: yes we're married
0: and how long you've been to- wow nerds who are married um, uh, me too uh, uh, how long have you guys been together we've been together
6: for oh god what is going to be seven years it's
7: seven years yeah seven years seven married years. for four
0: Four. Yeah did you they guys meet in, uh, at some uh, nerdy venue Well we at
7: a comedy club
0: Yeah <laughs> a comedy club I, We originally comedy. met in Boston
6: so we were I was sta- yeah. I was going we were both going, well I was doing stand up right. at the comedy studio in Boston Massachusetts Nipsey. and yeah. she was there to see a um, friend of mine a, from
7: my sketch troupe who, who was okay. sketch also up
6: and I overheard uh, somebody talking to her about how she went to Emerson College as a graduate student uh, cuz you know and I was going for the same thing, uh-huh, I uh-huh. was going for uh, film, right? And right.
0: She was going for writing, and I just went up and talked to her, and that's how I met yeah, Ruby That's Ruby. how we
7: met. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's
0: cool. So, are any uh, any little nerdlings yet, or no? Nope, just plans? two
7: furry nerdlings. Hell oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a
6: yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Well, we're, we're, we're debating. Uh, naming, you know, we're, we're thinking about once we get to the kids, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, the name. Proper nerd name. And how, sure, we can, sure. how we can incorporate our love for things <laughs>
0: sure, yeah, into yeah. that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: You
7: know, yeah. we, obviously you just don't love them as much. As
0: right, them. right. Aragorn, Sarah Jane, put the <laughs> kitty down. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Exactly.
0: Aragorn, I don't like that name. <laughs> you I don't.
6: No, I don't. I like, I like, I like Quasar. Quasar. Uh, we're not
7: naming anybody Quasar. Yeah. We actually have a cat named after a wrestler because Sean's also a big wrestling fan. Big wrestling. That he was like, we're going to name kids after wrestlers. I was like, we're going we're to name
0: them after the Four Horsemen of Wrestling. No, yeah. so we got
7: cats. <laughs> so we just, got cats instead.
0: You know what's funny? I, I uh, another podcast guest that we had. Uh, his name is Armando Olivas. And he he, uh, he, he writes for uh, uh, one of the punk rock uh, blogs. And uh, he's really big into wrestling. The, oh, the luchadors and all the oh, little yeah. theaters and stuff. And yeah. he's always going. So he was talking about the Four Horsemen of Wrestling oh, yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I never um, thought
7: I'd know so much about wrestling.
0: <laughs> so
6: sometimes when we tape our show, we just keep the WWE network on.
0: No, it's all Like
6: literally, it's like
0: old leeches. Oh, everyone's like, yeah, so then Iron Man. Oh, did you see that Iron Man just, <laughs> just pile drives Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, you're talking old world, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's old. school. Yeah, the only wrestling uh, the, I watched wrestling when it was AWA before WWEF started. No, they're talking wait wait, 70s. wait, 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 wait. wait,
6: wait. Wait, that long ago? Yeah. But the WF was WWWF was in the okay. 70s.
0: Right. Well, yeah, there was AWA.
6: there's was AWA, there was WWWF, right. and there was and all
0: the guys that wound up in the commercial WWF in the 80s were all in the uh, AWA. They were, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, Myers-G, yes, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, all, I mean, all those guys were kind of in that. Mean Gene. Game. Yeah, Mean Gene and... uh <laughs>
6: Ken uh Ken Patera. Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Body, and, uh, Adrian Adonis. Yeah, all those guys. Oh, I'll, I'll go on. Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper was not in
0: AWA. He wasn't? No, he was in Georgia. Oh, he was okay. in the, the NWA Mid- yeah. Mid-Atlantic uh. Um, maybe Jerry Lawler
6: was in Jerry Lawler was in the AWA, but he was never in the WWF until 1990. Welcome to
0: wrestling talk.
6: Oh no, no, no. See, it's <laughs> like the thing: yeah, I can No, cool. Comes, I, it's I cool. Won't. It's okay. It's okay. It, it is my is it's my duty. Game. Here's the thing: was like one time I went to like a one time we went to this uh, studio or like this trivia game, and this guy's like, all right, you know, it, was, it was this one where this guy's like, I know everything. You yell out a topic, I'll do trivia on it, and you win like a T-shirt, which was like one of those shirts you would get from like if you went to like a, a, a like a like a beer or like a like you get them from like alcohol like companies beer, like a radio station they're all like vodka yeah, shit. yeah 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 anyways so he would be like he'd be like Give me a topic, and I'd be like WWF no, wrestling, and he'd be like, "All right, well, this wrestler was in the night was in the '80s, and he was an Indian guy." And I was like, "Tatanka," and I was, or, or I was like, "He's like, he, he had his like decades wrong," and then it was, but he was, he insisted he was right, and, and it was very upset. We did not go back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my Phyllis shirt. Yeah, nothing. I've I've been to trivia nights too, being the nerd that I am. I've been to trivia, yeah. and it's like, no, that was the third Doctor, you schmuck.
8: I'm leaving now. But you can't,
6: you can't. To be wrong that no. You can't profess to know everything no. and be wrong.
0: No, no. Or, if you do, well, now that we all have computers in our pockets, you can back up your shit. I don't think that would have mattered, back though. I think he days, still would have been like, well, I can't read.
6: <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I I'm, I got this far in life Which without is, reading. is, you know, half
0: of America's excuse for everything. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, what, so the comic, uh, what's, um, what's some of the stuff you guys have, I, I'm assuming, okay, so to, Tell me about the structure of your podcast when, when, in terms of the, the collection of comics. Easy, and...
6: well, to make it easy on ourselves, we do one Marvel, one Disney comic, okay. Okay. depending on how we want to start. And usually I'll just go through and try to find something, you know, like a book that doesn't have uh, anything that's...
3: like.
7: Well, what we usually do we, we we go through, we pick a book, two books, Marvel, DC, and then we read them, and then we riff on them. Basically, sure. so we just go through. And we're like, all right, this happens, and then this happens, and this, then this happens. And as we're talking about it, we just riff you synopsis on. You exactly. and riff, and you just joke about them and things of that nature. And at the end, we say, "All right, would you, based on what we just read, would oh, yeah, you yeah. read yeah. the next issue of this comic?" Okay. Uh, most of the time, the answer is no. no.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, most of the time, I have the next issue. <laughs> right. Right. Yes.
7: And so, um, so that's basically the structure of it, and uh, usually it goes for about like an hour.
0: And you have guests do that as well. Sometimes. that. They, they yeah. No, know, this is a special occasion because yeah, we are here. We it's know, just us. Have,
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. Just usually it's just okay. us. So we've done one. Live show where with Graham with Graham Graham is our guest. Nice. I had a comic
0: book star nonetheless. Somebody yeah. told me this weekend I look like Graham Elbert
6: You look nothing like Graham Elwood. You've like got yeah. Chris Mancini, though.
0: No, yeah, I, yeah. that's the second Chris Mancini I've got. I can see that, yeah. I have a stand up joke, and I'm going to say it again. I have a stand up joke, and I actually got to tell him it yesterday, <laughs> and he actually got a, 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 a polite laugh. Uh, I look like I could be a, a, con- a runner up in a 1993 Mark Marin look alike contest. Oh, and, that's and a I, good one. Yeah. And I say runner up because inevitably he would show up, start yelling, get angry, and they'd just give <laughs>
6: See, that's, see, here's the thing. That's what this fest needs is like podcasts or look-alike contests.
7: Well, or it could be like that thing where Dolly Parton actually entered a Dolly Parton lookalike yes, contest. and lost. And lost Gosh, to Drag yes. So yes. Like, maybe Mark Marin would lose the lookalike contest.
0: <laughs> but then he'd complain and <laughs> they'd give would it to him. It like, wait, 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 sorry, recount. <laughs> I don't know, this is bullshit, man. What the is it? fuck man. I mean, I, I, I,
6: I, I drove the all the way here. Drove all My the way cats far. need to be fed. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. uh,
0: uh, it would not be Did pretty. Did you guys see any of the stand-up <laughs> show? last night? No, no, I didn't uh, know. All right, all right. Uh, have, you, uh, have you gotten anybody to, to sit down of, of note this weekend that you were, like, cooking? Gosh.
7: Uh, uh, not really. Not really, it, but I have, you know, we got to meet Jackie yeah, Cajun the other day, I talked yeah, to her for a little
6: bit. Yeah, we're talking uh, to Mike Schmidt, you know. Yeah, Mike Schmidt,
7: just everybody you was know, wandering around. Yeah, because,
6: right. you know, we're, we're being a part of the podcast community. We've met a bunch of those folks and stuff cool. like that. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and you're, you know, we get to meet you. Yeah. This is fantastic. Is great. You know? Yeah, thank you. And my you, good friend Mark
0: you. over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark's uh, great we just it to me. Hi. we so. just chatted um, uh, and what, what's the podcasting network you guys are on uh, we're
6: part of Sideshow Network Okay, I work actually I work uh, full disclosure I work for Sideshow Network okay. I'm a producer uh, great. Um, and we produce a number of podcasts uh, including Gilbert Gottfried uh, Patty Stinger's yeah. Love and Sex Report we do the Jillian Michaels show Eliza's, Eliza Schlesinger's uh, Truth and Eliza podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we work with a lot of comedians we also do stuff like MMA Roasted which which is an MMA mm-hmm. podcast, as well as oh, also a great podcast cool. called We oh, Hate Movies. I've heard of that. They're they're stellar uh, and uh, really funny guys. And you know we we produce shows, we develop you know ways to. You know, basically give them a home, and a, you know, it's also a way for shows that people don't know how, that don't really know how to do podcasting, how to kind of develop a program around them, and give them an opportunity to get their message out
0: to a different audience yeah. sure, that sure, they're not used sure. to doing. I it. think so, we're all looking for you know a more of an audience, so of course, yeah. You know, I basically just or just you know, so to maximize whatever audience they have and do a different way and have some, you know, right. With I mean, I felt pretty accomplished getting my shit up on the iTunes. You know, getting my you know it's RSS feed. It's it, it is. It took gotta, a while, and I had to really kind of figure that out. But once I did, of course. I couldn't tell you how to do it again. This was a year ago, but I only had to do it once. But but uh, you know, and it's brought a few listeners their way. Uh, you know, people could always subscribe and review more.
8: <coughs>
0: um, but uh, but this weekend's been the, the LA podcast has been great. I've gotten to talk to people who I consider, you know, people who have capes with microphones on them. For, in my in my eyes, you know, so that's good.
6: That's yeah, cool. they're all they we're all we're all celebrities in this world. And it just feels it, it, it doesn't. I it mean, what's thing? Well, no, it just feels sometimes you know like you meet somebody and you. You beat somebody that doesn't even really have a big show, but like... You know, you still really admire. Sure. Work. Yeah, you, you have an, it's a big, emotional, it's a big an emotional deal.
0: connection, investment in, in yeah. Because if say, because
6: you, sp- I mean, like I'll, you know, like some of the even smaller shows that don't even have big names, but they just have, but they still have big audiences. Yeah, yeah. Because their show is just that damn good. Right. And that's right. usually the big part of being a podcast You know, when you, you know, the strength of being a podcast, it doesn't have to be about having all sorts of bells and whistles at some point. You you, you just get ahead on talent, then that's that's what you need. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so, uh, have you? I don't know. Did I ask you? Did I ask if you guys went to any of the shows at all this weekend? No, we did oh, No, not yet. But we uh, did. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, tell. Talk about it.
7: Uh, well, I saw Walk in the Room, mm-hmm, their reunion yes. show, which was great. Dork uh, well, Forest like, yesterday with Jackie Cation, great, great Bruce. That was Amazing. awesome. That was awesome.
0: And I got to talk to both of them oh, like, yesterday too. So,
7: and uh, last night was
0: Dollop was I'm not Anthony. familiar with Dollop, but man, the line was huge oh, for that.
7: Yeah. So it's an American Dolop History right podcast with Dave Anthony. Gareth Reynolds. Okay. And so Dave usually yeah. just got. tells a story about American history to Gareth. We're, 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 and we're, we're, and yeah, they just riff on it. And then last night their guest was yeah, Patton Oswalt, oh, So then they just heard, all yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. It was so funny. That's cool.
6: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's and the thing about that show is that it's actually a very good example of how the power of podcasting in the community that it bring that 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 has developed over the years is because everybody is so into podcasting. Uh, and especially like a show like that who you know they they evolved out of Walking the Room yes Walking the Room you know stopped and Dave was doing the dollop I remember when the dollop but it was the same the dollop you know it came from a, a reference on Walking the Room and it, it didn't even, the, 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 it was just a joke that became a show about American history. And their fans are so, like, you know, they dress up. They're just, you know, weird people. And I'm one of them. For sure. So it just feels, it's just is one of those things where it's like, it's all about the community and about supporting people like Dave who just, you know, you, it's kind of like almost like we got to keep him to ourselves because he's so awesome. But, be, but he still thrives because of how, uh, how great he
0: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm amazed at how, how accessible folks are here and, and how gracious and giving they are of their time. And, and, and I've gotten, like I said, I've gotten to, to sit down and chat on my podcast with he- heroes of mine, and, and, um, and uh, it's just a great opportunity. I mean, I've been to other conventions, and now conventions with the nerd thing kind of getting bigger and bigger, you, people are further and further. Yeah, yeah, the, band, the, the, the wall getting, keeps getting bigger. And it's getting back to that point where it's like you might as well just be watching them on a screen yeah. instead of, you know, you're not you're missing that connection and that's usually what convention you know kind of nerdy conventions used to be about was being able to connect with those people that you admire and whose work you have an emotional connection with their work and, right. and uh, yeah. this still has that This still yeah. this this, good this, this, yeah, yeah so. so what else are you guys uh, uh, nerdy about besides uh, <laughs> shitty comic books <laughs> oh I love pro
6: wrestling
7: oh
6: yeah yeah um, that's my thing
7: yeah no I, I'm a huge X-Files fan okay oh
6: okay. my god can't love wait. X-Files
7: And not have you ever listened to Kumail I love I love oh, X-Files Files. So um,
0: some of the people oh. that he's gotten on there it's just amazing oh, so
7: great so I'm a huge x Follows
4: well,
0: um, can I gush for just a second? Yes. Mitch Pileggi uh, 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 follows me on Twitter. Oh Unbelievable. God, so it was so cool. Oh, wait, was it
4: the best day that was my best day. It was so cool. Day. It was
0: like that, and Margaret Cho <laughs> were the two for me that was just like, I mean, when Margaret showed and followed me, I, I couldn't speak to anybody for like oh, ten minutes. That's How about that? Yeah, yeah,
7: that's awesome. So yeah, I like that. And uh, big, you know, I love comedy and stuff. I used to watch like Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah, yeah, and the writer's yeah. Writers' names sure. and all like, that shit, like all sure. that. So, um, but yeah, so that's some of my
6: nerds. Yeah, no, and I'm the, I mean, yeah, pro wrestling, comic books. uh... You know, I got you know, I got some of my like, film you know, film quirks. You know, stuff like uh, you know, Dario Gento movies. Stuff like oh that. yeah, and, uh, just like, here, yeah. I don't know why. I just yeah, I just kind of want to be like, oh, I want to. I, I just bought like I just I realized I didn't own the Inferno soundtrack and I had to buy it. and yeah. I
0: had to have it in my
6: ears just because. Yeah. yeah, just because of that.
0: Who's your favorite wrestler of all time?
6: Oh brother, um,
0: I don't know
6: really. I, I'm gonna say this: I don't really have one. I almost said Chris Benoit, but he murdered his family, so I don't want to say that. Um, you know, I really like. I, I, I don't, I don't like that question. No, because like I mean, here's the thing: like, I guess, I mean, because I was saying like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's great, you know. But then again, I also love, you know, John Cena for. For certain reasons, I, love, sure. I just like seeing good macho, macho Man. Right. You know, I mean, those those are the, those are the guys. But yeah, I can't. I can't really say. It. I don't. I, I, it's 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 like choosing between like every wrestler ever. All <laughs> oh, right.
0: Yeah. 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 I get it. I get She's it. a favorite uh, Do
6: You yeah. know, actually, I'll say Big Van Vader or just yeah. Vader is actually a very. He's one. Of, he is one of my favorites because he is just like he. You know, I grew up watching him, and he's just he kicks ass
0: all the time. Cool. You know. Psycho Sid too. Sid vicious. He's, he's nice. Do you have a favorite X-Files episode?
7: Oh my god. Um, I have several favorites. But I'm going to pick the one that I think is probably going to be the most controversial. I think Home is one of the best episodes I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really weird and a lot of people hate that episode. I like that episode a lot. But to me, it's one of the... It's it's such an amazing episode because it's so... The dark part of Americana mm, yes. and the changing—you know—Camille yes. talks about this on his podcast too. How yes. it's changing and the encroaching. Yes. So there's no small towns no. anymore. No, that is actually one of my the, favorite the,
0: the, ones. the pockets of humanity are out in the world now. Yes. They're not relegated to their little hole in the in the in the skirting board anymore. Yes. Home is is and it's and it's horrific. Oh, it's oh, oh it's, it's 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 creepy beyond creepy it's yes. horrific yeah I, I, yeah I highly yeah so I that one, very much agree with that obviously
7: Bad Blood's a great one
0: mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, Postmodern Prometheus is actually one of yeah. my favorite ones yeah yeah, yeah. Um, of course Clive Bruffin's Final Report.
0: oh yeah Clive great. It's. I like Clive a lot I like Humbug a lot oh, that I great. love yes. Humbug that
1: one's great because
0: that episode because nobody knew who Jim Rose Jim Rose was at yeah. the time but I did because I saw them with Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails and yeah. so so I was very much in the wheelhouse of kind of like the alternative music scene and stuff. And yeah, so I was well aware of Jim Rose. and was cool seeing him show up on that. And The Enigma and all that too. Um, uh, and you also said comedy. Do you have a, a favorite comedian or, or a couple that really...
7: Oh,
0: I love Kyle Kinane. Mm. Yeah, so Kyle's, Kyle's, uh, Kyle's one of those guys that like
6: I saw. I turned her on to him because yeah. I saw him perform out here in L.A. about like years ago, yeah. and it was before he kind of blew up a bit more and started being the voice of Comedy Central. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like one of those yeah. things where I saw him and I was just like, like everything. He was just hitting all yeah, the time, right. and I was like man, yeah. so good. And then he started, and, and then he blew up rightfully so, and it was which was fantastic. And um, uh, yeah, I love
7: him. Obviously, like Louis C.K., like Louis. Jim Gaffigan makes me angry
0: because he's so good. Yeah. Like, Jim Gaffigan is it's so like good. the science of his comedy. is
9: impeccable.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know he his wife writes all his material. Yeah, they they'll, write together. He says they'll get on a, he'll get on a plane, he'll go to sleep, and he'll wake up, and she'll toss a, a notebook in his lap saying, here's your next new 20 minutes. And it's like, wow. And, and I've started collaborating with my wife a little bit on my stand-up and having her punch up stuff a little bit and uh, started using some of that. Um, for me, right, Right now, uh, Amy Schumer oh, so is good. knocking it out of the park, and not just on a comedic level, but on a social justice kind of level, yeah. and so gratifying to see
8: a oh, female really?
0: comic get as much props, yeah. and deservedly so, as, as a male comic. Oh, I mean, absolutely. she, right now, I think she just, and her and Tig Tig Notaro, oh, the
8: God, whole thing Tick's with the so cancer great.
0: thing, the, the thing she did at Largo with the <laughs> I have cancer, and it just that whole thing was just so great so well, great either, they're not stand-ups
7: at least not that I know of but uh, the girls who do Broad City
0: oh I love them oh my god love that's them probably that's probably one a, that's of my no, favorite that's shows. a very good show very good show it is just very good show awesome amazing and it's nice to see Comedy Central not yeah. being a little less of a sausage fest oh absolutely and speaking of which I, I've been saying this to a lot of other people I was expecting LA Podcast that, to kind of stuff. be uh, yeah. dude sent dude sent very dude centric but uh, and it's so gratifying to see so many women oh, here so yeah. many women here doing their thing having their voice and having it out in the world and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a feminist oh, and, me too. and you that's know cool. so uh, it, uh, I know that's kind of a dirty word for some people but it's, coming, I think it's coming back around yeah. I think it's coming uh, back around and fun. being like no it's just about treating people with respect and, yeah. and I like that, I like yeah, that. Definitely. So. Cool. well uh, thanks so much for your time Thank you. uh, yeah, thanks, it's been so great man uh, uh, where can people find you online uh, talk plug your shit
7: wow well I'm at Jen's Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram at jenstansfield.tumblr.com uh, and at wordpress.com where I'm reviewing every episode of The Gilmore Girls and I will be reviewing Gotham starting
6: Nifty. one day. Alright, so. yeah. and uh, I'm at Angry Hero Sean S H A W N. That's my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, my Tumblr is theangryhero.tumblr.com. I spend a lot of time taking pictures of comic books <laughs> and <on> ridiculous <laughs> panels and trying to put jokes around them and uh, just posting about wrestling things. Cool.
0: Yeah. Cool. And the the address for the podcast? Uh,
6: you can find us on TV slash Worst Collection Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, iTunes. iTunes just type in Worst Collection Ever. SoundCloud and Stitcher. All those places. Just okay, type in Worst Collection okay. Ever. Cool. Yeah, and that's uh, that's it. Yeah. Cool.
0: And what, uh, one real, one last question: Where are you guys based out of? Are you you no, know, we're based right out of here. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we live cool. right down the street. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Sean. Jen. Thanks for your time. Thank we're really, really you. have a good podcast. Thanks, man. All right. Please be kind. Hey, I'm here in the uh, LA Podfest Podcast Lab with Mark Hershon of Suckatash. How you doing?
9: I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing all right. Are you enjoying the podcast yeah. festival?
0: Having an amazing time. It's my first year. This has been truly one of the best weekends of my entire life. Uh, yesterday was so incredibly productive. Talked, uh, got uh, several interviews with other uh, other uh, independent podcasters, and uh, got some big names on the show too. Uh, and it's just, I, I saw you've been you've been getting uh, doing pretty well for yourself this weekend as well for your show.
9: Uh, I fortunately. Have a long history in stand-up comedy, so know pretty much all these guys and have known them for years. That's so fantastic.
0: It makes it easy. That's kind of the level I'm trying to get to. I've always been a big, pod, uh, big uh, comedy nerd uh-huh. ever since I was a, uh, a little kid, and uh, finally got over my own fear wall to start doing it myself. And so I've been doing open mics, and uh, but I just I love all these guys and and this. This particular, I've, I've done a few other conventions, and, and just the accessibility to folks and how gracious they are with their time and generous they are with with us, uh, in, you know, in the indies, uh, is great. It's gratifying.
9: Well, yeah. For right now, at this point in time, uh, there's uh, it's one big happy community. I'm sure yeah. as it continues to evolve and networks start scooping up the shows, and then all of a sudden there's you know a paywall and all this other stuff, they will start to ignore us.
0: Yeah, I'm but, sure they probably. But well, for now, we're, for now we're, we're, we're part of the crew. For now, we're in the uh, halcyon days of Comic-Con, where we can actually right. talk to the people that we nerd out about. So. If you're
9: going to come to next year's, I would suggest get a good look at Chris Mancini's glasses and just get a copy of them because you look very much like Chris. I'm sure people have told you that. And you could just walk in and out with complete... Probably, yeah, probably. nobody would stop you.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I do get that. I've been mistaken for other people, for like five or six other people all weekend. And uh, I actually have a stand-up joke uh, that I told to Mark Marin yesterday. And he actually laughed. It was a little, slightly more than a polite laugh. But he said, I said, uh, I look, I, you know, I need to change my look. I look like I could be a, a runner-up in a nineteen ninety three Mark Maron lookalike contest, and I say runner up because inevitably he would show up, start yelling, and people you know get angry, and they just give it to him. So, um, so tell me about Suckatash. How long you been doing this? And uh,
9: I've been doing Suckatash since April of two thousand eleven. Okay, uh, it's the comedy podcast podcast. I clip other people's comedy podcasts and play them in order to help promote comedy podcasts in general. I awesome. specify. Just Comedy Podcasts. Um, I will occasionally play somebody else's if they you know, write me and give me some sort of, you know, reason why they think they should be showcased on a comedy podcast. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I also review comedy podcasts for Splitsider.com as part of the This Week in Comedy podcast column, and uh, I then uh, reproduce that the next day and put it up on Huffington Post Entertainment.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I, uh, my, our podcast is a little bit about, is more like a, a general kind of media culture podcast with an emphasis on, you know, kind of humor. We, we keep things very light and entertain you know and fun and, and keep conversations uh, humorous if we can and try to focus on positivity rather than negativity not always doable but uh, but I'm in uh, wanting to get branched more into comedians comedians is, one, is the one area that of comedy that's really inside my wheelhouse that I haven't quite touched on enough and I'm kind of moving in that direction and if
9: you're to. a comedian yourself then it's a good way to uh, get a Get in with other comics and also get in with comedy clubs and things like agreed,
0: that. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I, uh, I, there's a comedian named Ron Swallow who runs an open mic in the Valley, and I started doing there, and he was yeah. on he was on last Sunday or last week, and, uh, um, you, know, I, you know, I've been developing my act, and, and hopefully I'll be able to get up and do five minutes somewhere, you know, in town here, you know. Sure. You know, so it, it's getting, it's coming along. So. Excellent. But, uh, so what are some of, the, um, some of the other comedy podcasts, like, you know, maybe... Okay. Few five or six of that you that you feature on your your. Uh, well, show. I constantly
9: put new ones on because there's no point in featuring the same podcasts over and over again. There are over a hundred thousand comedy podcasts. Oh yeah, so yeah. that's one of the reasons I came up with the show was because if you look at all the the you know the popular ways that podcasts are getting noticed, either the new and noteworthy on iTunes, which rarely changes, the top one hundred on Stitcher, which rarely changes, all these things they're all focused on the popular ones, the famous comics, the newcomers that sure. are doing something different, like when, you know, Welcome to Night Vale came out and mm-hmm. kind of blew things up, which is great, but what about all the other ones? So that's what I focus on. I mean, I'll play, you know, when Gilbert Gottfried had his one, I played the first, you know, clip from his first episode, and at the time, he just started, so, you know, I got a note from him saying, hey, thanks for featuring us,
0: sure, that sort sure. of thing, cool.
9: uh, to get the word out, but by and large, it's like, well, how are all these other 99,000 comedy podcast ever going to have any awareness. Right. Um, plus, those 99,000 people will never yeah. say, please don't play a clip of my show on your show.
0: Right, rarely. I was really just relating that, yeah. a
9: story that uh, when I first started, uh, one of the first shows I clipped, probably in the first five or six episodes, was a Doug Loves movie clip. And I got a, a terse tweet From Doug Benson saying, did my producer give you permission to use a clip from the show? And I tweeted back and I said, I said, first of all, if you don't follow me back, uh, I'm just going to make this public because I can't DM you back. (laughs) Because he had sent me a direct message. I couldn't do the same. So, all right, let's take it public. I said, no. No, he didn't. He he said, said, well, I didn't give you permission. I said, fine, you're off the show. So I went back in, took out the clip and then never mentioned him or clipped him for a year and a half after that. And then I got this tweet one day from him saying, you know, if you want to clip my show, it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, I, I'm... The thing I've noticed about the podcasting world, the, the community of, of the kind of... Um, I hate to use the word grassroots, but the kind of homegrown aspect of it. And uh, it seems to be a pretty largely supportive community. And, and the thing that I've at least noticed here at The pod fest is so, how darn nice everybody is, and it's uh, really surprising. And the other thing that surprised me is, I was and I've said this on talking to other people, I was expecting it to be a bit of a sausage fest, and there's so many women here, and it's so great to see so many women out doing having a voice and doing a thing, and I, I think it's wonderful. So. Well,
9: there's a very low barrier of entry to doing this. It doesn't take much. I no. mean, I my first few episodes that I did as test episodes, I literally just used whatever equipment I had. I just recorded it on my computer. I used a. there was a free storage space online, there was a free way to get it out. And it was just like, wow, now I could just add some bells and whistles and this will be cool. So very little barrier to entry. It's very non-competitive. You can put out a thing about anything you want to do. Yeah. Chances are no one's doing the exact same thing you are. And even if they are, there's millions and millions of potential listeners. Yeah, yeah. Now, as the thing gets more commercialized, as the thing gets more fractionalized in terms of, well, now Warner Brothers is getting behind podcasting. And, you know, They're right. going to support you know
0: people that are going to make them money.
9: Yeah. They're, they want an audience. Exactly. So then all of a sudden, the competition. I mean, when radio first started, tons of people had radio stations. There was no slicing and dicing up of the airwaves. Because a radio station could, at the time, you could maybe like broadcast down the block. Right. Nobody yeah. had any yeah. powerful equipment. Right. But then, again, commercial entities got in there. The, uh, the broadcast span got wider. They said, hey, somebody's going to do something about this. And all of a sudden, you couldn't broadcast out of your house anymore. So I, my take is, Eventually, we're going to see the same thing happen
6: here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. take
9: advantage of it now. Try to yeah. make your name. Try, and, you know, have your fun with it. Whatever your point is for getting into it. Sure.
0: But for me, it's a it's a soul nourishment thing. It's a it's a thing of me just kind of talking to other other creative people about what they're passionate about, and and that kind of uh, paying forward or or, or uh, collaboration of passion uh, for everybody, I think, is a good thing. And because mm-hmm. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, talking to Greg Proops yesterday, and it's like, one of the reasons I said one of the reasons why I got into podcasting is because you said, "Go make a podcast, go do your thing." Because going working for the man forty hours a week they ain't going to nourish shit for you. They're going to give you money, and that's it. And you know, it's not going to feed your feed your soul at all. So,
9: okay, and it depends what your job is and how sure. your approach to it and things sure. like that. Um, I co-wrote a book several years ago, a business book called "I Hate People." Yeah. It was all about having to work in a you know a big company with a bunch of people that we my co-author and I identified ten archetypes that basically keep you from being productive and interrupt your day. And our book was uh, a guide about not how to work with those people, but how to work around those people and how to learn how to enjoy your job, how to let it nourish your soul. So yeah, you can you, or you can keep pursuing what's going to you know, nourish me that I don't have to put up with a lot of nonsense. True, true. Which is great. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. I The the one thing, and I think people are, are getting it now, uh, even in the three and a half years I've been doing my show, is the one bugaboo I always, because I, I don't talk down about anybody's show. I either clip it or I won't clip it. If I won't clip it, it either means I haven't heard your show yet or I just don't personally like it or whatever, so I don't put it on. But I would never put it on and go, this, this show sucks, but what I will talk about is the audio quality mm. I said you may love doing your show you may love the subject matter and you may have a handful of listeners or more that love it too but this is an audio medium do your best to make it the best experience your listener can have. Otherwise, right. eventually they'll just stop listening because it's just too painful. Right, right. If you've got to listen through, like, a lot of bad, like, recording in this room is just ludicrous. It's the most yeah. Ridiculous. yeah, I've spent most of my time filter, trying to filter out the crowd sound. Right, right. Because it's impossible. It's, it's like being in a crowded restaurant. You spend yep. the whole time leaning forward with your hand cupped around right. your ear right. trying to hear you. And finally go, you know, can we just go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we just go? Let's go talk outside.
0: Right. Right, right. Yeah. um, Although I've found even with some of the bigger name professional podcasts, sometimes they have episodes that are, you know, where the sound quality isn't great, or it's a little artifacty, or a little too compressed, or whatever. And but for for me, the content is more important than necessarily the audio quality. You can get both; that's great. Um, And
9: if if there's a special circumstance, you know, we were at this restaurant, or it was a movie opening, and so there's back. But if it's a consistent thing where people just aren't technically adept,
0: right, right,
9: that's where. you go, you know what? I just can't hang with this. I don't. I've said. I've I've had some really crappy sounding episodes. My, I did an interview with Proops back in May, and we ended up at this restaurant down in Beverly, and it was so crowded. I mean, when we went there. There was nobody there. Oh, perfect. And it just got. It was like a Sunday brunch. People coming in. Yeah. And so, you know, I tried to filter out as much as I could, but it was still horrendous. And I just apologized at the top. I said, "I'm sorry. You know, I, I love this interview." With Greg, we talked for you know an hour and a half, uh, and I just didn't want to have to try and get back with him because he's very busy. And I mean, I can I can sit with Greg any time. I've known the guy for thirty years. Yeah, but it's like so. I'm putting this up. Hopefully, you'll suffer through it. If you don't, I understand totally.
0: Right? Yeah, I've, I've apologized for sound quality. My uh, my co-caster, we record in her apartment a lot, and she has a an air conditioning unit in the wall in the window right in the room, and so I have been having to filter that out, which makes the it makes the episode, the voices sound yeah, a little bit now, yeah. a little compressed, a little artifacty, but it's still, you know, it's better than in the background, so so, but, uh, well, uh, so, have you actually been, have you gone and seen any of the shows today? or have you just been spending all your weekend in the lab?
9: Yeah, I mean, I went to see the part of the comedy show last night, and I went to see the Earbuds documentary, which I was happy, I actually ended up in a few frames towards the end. Oh, that's cool. Uh, well, yeah, I was interviewing Chris Mancini yesterday, because goes, well, you've been here four years in a row, man, we had to put you in there. <laughs>
0: oh, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, I, I still I haven't gotten a chance to see a here, um, but I, I know
9: all the people that are doing shows here, I've clipped everybody's show that's sure, here, sure. and just seeing a podcast live to me is actually not the best way to see a podcast. Okay, so it's
0: more of an audio thing It's for an you. audio
9: thing, so now I'm watching this, which it's a totally different show, but don't tell me I'm seeing a podcast. Right, right, right. right. I'm seeing a show, which is great, but I've been in, in the stand-up world, producing shows, oh, you got booking a, shows, performing box. improv for so long. I can't sit in a comedy show anymore. I mm, haven't been able to for years. Which my wife is always, well, you keep bringing me to comedy clubs and then you disappear. I go, i got to go in the green room and hang out or something. I cannot sit here and watch this. Mm. I ran a comedy club in Seattle for two and a half years and the idea of sitting through a show seven nights a week and seeing basically the same act,
0: over and over and over again, yeah. like, I can't
9: do it. And it's the same thing. These guys are great, but I can't sit there anymore. Yeah. no reflection on them it's just not my thing right, anymore. Right. so it's great because I get to sit in here the whole time right. and just kind of when there isn't somebody in here then I'm cutting shows and I've this is the last year I saved all my stuff till the end and then went home and I just couldn't put everything up there were so many interviews right Right. so this time I've been just putting them up as I'm doing them. that's
0: cool that's cool yeah I don't have I don't have that advanced of a setup I have all my editing stuff is at home on the computer and I'm just doing this on an iPad and a snowball I mean you were talking about like initial investment I mean, I'm, I'm like 200 bucks in tops. You know, I mean, I, the, the microphone, the adapter, you know, a, a, a SoundCloud account and a, and, a, and a WordPress account, and that's it.
9: Well, I'll tell you, my setup I have over there, I have two iRig microphones, and uh, they're pretty decent, but in this
0: atmosphere,
9: they're, they're
0: not that great. Right, right.
9: Uh, so I have a little Zoom X1 there,
0: or H1. That's pretty good at filtering out noise, isn't it?
9: Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm telling people that's my backup, but that's right. actually what I'm recording. My interviews yeah, on. Gotcha. I'm recording off the other mics, but they're they're just horrible. Yeah, yeah. But I said I can't go in there with just right a Zoom
0: microphone. Right. I've got to put well, those things up. So in the right looks- circumstances, this little blue snowball. I mean, it actually does a pretty decent sure. job, you know. Um, um, but you know, in a room like this, you know, we're no. going to hear all this background chatter right. and stuff. So, and I've had a couple. You know, if I'm doing a podcast at a con, I mean, the, the background noise is just kind of to be expected, and I'm, I'm kind of forgiving about that. So, 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 um,
9: go ahead. Oh, I was just going to talk about. It. Because I've just listening to these people around us. The, the, one of the other bugaboos I have about podcasts, when people are interviewing other people, mm-hmm. and uh, I won't point any fingers. Oh, I'm pointing Oh, you fingers. are pointing uh, fingers. Uh,
8: is when
9: you don't let your guests be the focal point of the conversation. And you make, uh, you, you make everything about you. And you end up talking about yourself, and every every story or anecdote or reference your guest makes, keys off something for yourself, and it ceases to become an interview. It's not even a conversation. It's a, it's a jerk
0: off. <laughs> yeah, and it just yeah. and you know I I go back and listen to my initial episodes with guests, and it's like yeah, like oh well that happened to me, or that I, that reminds me of a story that happened to me.
9: There's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but how long does does your tangent go? I mean, interviewing is a real learned skill. It really takes time. And people be, people that do it really well make it look really easy.
8: Mm-hmm. And so but it's it one it of those things where
9: it's like comedy. People go, oh, that looks simple. And then you get up for your first open mic and go, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. What have I just stepped
0: yeah, into? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things in all the podcasts that I listen to that everybody says is in doing the podcast and interviewing people, time after time after time they're learning how to be better listeners and it's translating into real life too about being better listeners inside of conversations not just sitting and waiting for them to shut up so you can say your thing which I was guilty of for my whole life and I'm getting better at listening too I mean it's why I've
9: talked to people about taking improv classes I mean I've taught improv for for 30 years Uh, I've done improv well I've done improv for 30 years I've probably taught it for 10 Um, but the most important thing about improv that people don't know is it's about listening and most people think it's you're just waiting to say your funny thing, which is the death of improv. And so, improv informs everything I've done. Uh, you know, whether professionally, for the, my day job, my writing work, everything I do. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's the most important thing as you found out that you can do is listen to your guests you, you watch people do an interview and they've got a list of questions yeah. and damn they're just going to get through those questions no, but that's sure. not the way an interview works I never you,
0: you can occasionally ha- I'll jot a topic or a, a blurb or a phrase or something that I want to make sure that I get but other than that it's just a conversation but you can have 30 questions that's fine but
9: don't stick to it just have them there for when the conversation runs. Right. or to change the the topic or whatever, but listen to your guest and let that guide Where do you uh, teach improv? Uh, I was teaching at the, a place called the San Francisco Comedy College for a while. Okay. Uh, I don't currently teach because I'm working full-time, but uh, the, the job I'm working at, they actually encourage me to start teaching a class at night, so I'm actually teaching people at my job improv at night, because it's a very sort of presentation-heavy sort of thing, but it also, even though not everybody at the job is does presentations it's been sort of teaching interdepartmental crossover Sure, because it's a very sort of siloed industry that I'm in and so this the people from the different disciplines are taking the class and I've noticed now that during the day they begin playing with each other more
0: Right, which is great, and it makes them collaborate better. I think much like, you know, and because people listen. Yeah,
9: that's exactly.
0: And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some improv at uh, L.A. Connection, uh-huh. little Kent Scopes, little theater on Ventura sure. Boulevard when I first moved to L.A. And I eventually wanted to go into the Groundlings, but I had a, a, somebody in my life was kind of discouraging me from pursuing that because they were like, "Oh, you're never going to get anywhere with that." So I'm a banker. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's one word for it. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, the
9: groundlings—they're uh, they, good, but they're—you pay for what you get. Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually—I mean, I, I used to live in L.A. for years, uh, and I ran an improv group at what was. Uh, I think it burned down eventually it was the uh, the Santa Monica Improv. Oh, I have heard of that. Uh, yeah, I had a group there called the Bargain Basement Players. I've heard of that too. And then when they, they wa- we were we were playing on I think we were on Monday nights and Tuesday nights they had the Spolen Players. And then they added more stand up so they said we're going to put you and the Spolen Players on on Monday nights. I said, "You want people to sit through 4 hours?" Of improv, I said improv's not really that entertaining to begin with, and we're not the same kind of improv. No, no, no. And I said, you know, we'll we'll. Poland players
8: can have it, We're, and
9: so we moved to the LA Connection Theater for a oh, while. Wow. Okay. We changed our name to an unpleasant smell just because we wanted to be. What ho- year was that? Oh God, it was uh, ninety-one, maybe. Oh, okay, okay. But we wanted to advertise. There's an unpleasant smell in the valley,
0: <laughs> <laughs> besides the Budweiser plant. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, I was in a sketch group uh, there as well uh, for several years, and um, you know, with the sketch group, you get like. like a six week run where you're doing one show a week and you, everybody gets together and collaborates and writes sketches together or they write individually and yep. do group reads and stuff. I was stuff. in
9: a group like that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, I, I was happy that that my sketch ran the whole entire length of the show because okay. they were cycling sketches in and out and I think it was the only sketch that ran the whole length of the show. Oh, wow. I was, um, with,
9: I was with a group called Fries on the Side uh, over in North Hollywood mm. and uh, Arthur, we wrote fresh sketches every week. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had them on telepronct So there was, there was, there was, was, the only read through was with the writers. And the actors were separate. And they would show up in the afternoon. And the writers would cast their sketches from whoever showed up. Wow. There would be one tech run through for blocking. And so nobody had time to memorize their lines. It was all on teleprompters. So it was basically cold reading sketches. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty
0: wild. Wow, that's crazy. I like that. You can find a lot
9: of the sketches on YouTube. We did, we ran for like six years.
0: Wow, that's cool. I like that. Um, something else I was going to ask you. Oh, you're at the Santa Monica Improv. That was out of the pier, wasn't it? That, no, it
9: was on. Uh Fourth, in okay, Broadway. I can't really. Remember. I was wondering if it was the same
0: place where where the uh, the Who's Line guys were all doing their weekly shows or monthly shows out there. That was long after. Yeah, back in the early two thousand, mid two thousands.
9: Yeah, this was uh, around ninety one or ninety two, and and um, uh, who was it that had um, a place right across the street and down a block was. Um, Another improv group. It wasn't the Groundlings. It was I can't remember who was. Acme there. or or no. UCB or no, it was yeah. way before UCB okay. even formed. I think it was. Um, eh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was great. I love doing improv, and I would do it at the at the Improv on Melrose with. Um, uh, Rick Overton is a good buddy I of mine. love Rick Overton and so uh, when I was here he would do improv really frequently and then whenever I come down he's got a show and if he comes up to San Francisco in headlines we'll do improv afterwards
0: that's awesome yeah. I love Rick I, I ran into him to, to a gas, at a gas station in Eagle Rock once and we talked about his James Bond bit and the, the uh, Connery versus Roger yes. Moore thing so that was good yeah in um, fact
9: if, uh, if listeners want to listen to my episode my half episode I recorded on the on the car ride down here from San Francisco. That was uh, half episode 115.5. Okay. Uh, they will hear my special guest Rick Overton calling in on my phone in my car.
0: <laughs> we had a call in too. We were we were I was doing an, uh, an episode with um Kitty, Kitty Brown, my uh, co-caster, and I were uh, in- interviewing um, a guy who runs a, a vegan restaurant over here on Vine Street, and uh, a previous guest was calling him on his cell phone to, uh, to talk about catering his wedding, oh, fun. and so we actually had our first, we did the speakerphone, phone, we actually had our first call-in, there you quote, go. Yeah. unquote, on the podcast, and that was kind of fun, so uh, great. So, um, so you do you have anything um, uh, special or unique coming up on your show at all, or, or are you just kind of still doing your Recently,
9: I recently, um, I'm running around, like I said, episode 115, 116, I'm lumping all of the interviews from uh, this podcast festival under the 116 banner and then just lettering each interview. But when I hit episode 100, that was basically the end of my season one which I just sort of laughingly said, because th- these podcasts that have seasons, it's right. like, this is, based, a TV thing. <laughs> this is based on TV thinking. What are you talking about seasons? But if you want to break up your show, that's fine. But what's the season based on? What is it? Um, anyway, so I said, okay, episode 100 will be the end of my first season. And after that, I because I was running interviews and clips together in a show, and the shows were getting longer and longer and longer. And so now I have Succotash clips and Succotash chats. So I, I'll either run clips or I'll run interviews and okay. it just makes it cleaner and sure. the shows are a little shorter sure. and uh, other than that I don't really have any plans it's just you know one of a million things I'm doing as a hobby when I have some spare time Nifty. I'm also an editorial cartoonist for a newspa- weekly newspaper and uh, I do improv when I get uh, the newspaper. No, the the, the cartoon you do. <laughs> oh, it's just it's a the edit- oh, or the newspaper. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the Half Moon Bay Review out of Half Moon Bay, California. Oh, which all right, is, yeah, it's like there. thirty miles south of San Francisco, yep. and uh, I've been doing it for years. And I it's a weekly paper, and I just do my cartoon and send cool. it in. And-
0: on our on our blog post, we put up links to things that people oh, okay. talk about, and so you know, this I'm doing a compilation episode two of all the of basically one episode. <laughs> Uh, of all the indies, and I'm going to do minis with the, the, oh, cool. the bigger names that I'm working with too. So, um, great. and doing the individual episodes. Um, but I've uh, you know been posting, you know, taking selfies with people and posting those, and getting getting uh, shouts back on Twitter and stuff. And so it's this has been a really nourishing, gratifying Good. kind of weekend yeah, yeah. for me. So that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice that how everybody's just so understanding of uh, the kind of independent nature of podcasting and and how how gracious they are with their time. And speaking of being gracious with you, with their time. Thank you for my being pleasure. on here and uh uh, um, well, I'm definitely able to plug all your stuff. Well, where can where can people find you online?
9: Uh, show.com. best place to go. Uh, and from there, you'll find everything else. And one of the things I do is every podcast that I clip, uh, I do a blog rundown for every episode mm-hmm. with a little you know uh, encapsulated thing about the show. And then there's a link there. So because uh, some people have very long weird URLs, and I try to talk them up on the podcast, but it's like I can't even get all this out. Sure, so just sure. go to the go to show. You can find every show that we do clips from. Great, we'll have
0: links. Um, I'll try to hit you up on uh, Twitter or Facebook or something, and uh, when this goes up, and I'll let you know. Great. So be great. Thanks for your time.
9: My pleasure. Here right. we are shaking right. hands in, the audio, in the on an audio space. podcast. Hey, well, it's a
0: polite thing to do. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, please be kind.
1: You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something Two XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.